Test, 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 yo, yo, yo. How to write a novel after dark. So today I helped this guy at this Airbnb I'm staying at move. We moved to a different house. I've never helped an Airbnb guy move before. But since I was out and about and I didn't have my recorder, I recorded some stuff on my cell phone, but my phone is an old 2010 piece of shit. And it sounded like it, it sounded awful. But not only that, the thing I recorded was way boring and way too long for how bad it sounded. And I'm just like, oh, this sucks. But now that I'm in this new house, I can sort of record quietly like a little mouse down in the corner. I'm downstairs in the house. But I think they might still be able to hear me and that creeps me out. I can't think of the last time I had an apartment where I could just record in the house and it's not awkward for somebody. So I always record outdoors. And I wonder if that's the same for every YouTuber. Because, I mean, I've lived in so many places, fucking dozens of places, especially once I started just airbnb around. And it's never just a place where you can just talk to yourself, you know? Like, are all these YouTubers, all the talking head YouTubers, driving everyone fucking crazy? I bet they are. I bet there's, like, a roommate in the next room that's like, oh, I wish this fuck would shut up. <laughs> So because I spent the day helping this dude and his moving friends move, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't get much writing done until later in the day, but, uh, but I was really happy with what I got done today. I uh, took this chapter I'm working on that's got all the big ideas in it, and I split it into more pieces. I had it split into four pieces, and now it's like seven or eight different distinct, discrete chunks which is nice because I love being able to focus in like tomorrow I'll just work on one of those and if I get just one of those parts done that's fine also I should mention too just uh, something I meant to mention when I was talking about breaking up chapters into their pieces obviously you can't just name these things because alphabetically they'll get all scrambled and I was doing a thing before where I split the chapter in half like 13a 13b which worked in that case because it was just a brief little split. But in this case, I tried that. I had 14A and 14B, but it quickly became 14A, B, C, D, then E, F, G. It just wasn't working. It's like, oh yeah, that's why I don't do it that way because it's just, it's awkward and it doesn't work. There's no room. It's not malleable. So I went back to what I actually do. This is how I label all the folders in the story all the way from the top down is just with numbers. And I've found you can't give yourself too many numbers. I do four digits now. Like the title of the book will be like zero, zero, one, zero. Like that's 10. And then chapter one will be 50. Chapter two will be a hundred, you know, whatever. Chapter three will be 150. Or you could even give yourself more space in between because you just want a lot of space in case you need to put other stuff in between or you need to break something up. So, you know, I've got this thing broken now into, instead of part A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, it's like 150, 
chapter 14 and then the description of like what that little part is 200 chapter 14 that description of what that part is and just the numbers because then it all lines up nice and well and i feel like this is not a difficult concept but i doubt that i'm explaining it well (laughs) but numbers man just give yourself numbers but don't number shit like one two three four don't even number it five ten fifteen twenty because then if you need to break down a specific part if you need to if you're stuck between part 15 and 20 and you've got to break 15 down into 15 16 17 and 18 then what if you need to break one of those parts down like you just have to renumber around it give yourself tons of space just tons of ability to add stuff in in the middle And then eventually, you know, these pieces will go back together and go back together until eventually at the end, they're just one big fucking thing. So anyway, I also noticed as I was going through that one of the later sections, uh, man, I hate the mouth noises when you're this close to a mic. Gugh, gross. Um, it's just a logistical problem that I'm like, well, I don't have to deal with that now. I can just wait till I get there, but it's coming up soon. And it's something I'm going to have to deal with is when our main character is describing how she didn't blow up when her planet blew up. And it's because she was going on like a rum springer or whatever, you know, she's going off to see the galaxy so that she can come back doubly assured that her place and her people are the coolest And just as she was leaving, kablam, the place blows up. So I just had to kind of figure out the logistics of how that trip was supposed to work. Like, if she was going to go fly off around the galaxy, sure, there's nowhere to come back to, and that's a bummer, but why isn't she still doing that? She could still theoretically do that. Why is she trapped on this space station? So uh, I wasn't thinking about it too hard, because I'm like, well, that's going to come up within the next few days, and I'm going to have to put the brakes on everything till I figure it out. Like, if worse came to worse, if I got to that part, I would just have to just, like, well, we cannot proceed until we figure this out. But then I was just uh, at the mall. (laughs) I was at a urinal, and I'm just like, ding, oh, I just thought of it. Where the idea of, like, a guided tour around the universe is way too too easy for this species, because these people are crazy, and uh, they want to make things tough. They you know, respect when you overcome tough odds. So the way it was going to work is nobody was going to tell her or anyone else on this trip where they were going. They were just going to send them there, just send them to random places so they don't know what to expect on the other end. And additionally, they weren't even going to tell the people on the other end that a bunch of crazy rhino fucking beings are showing up. Because that'll make it doubly tough and doubly a weird thing to try to overcome and probably goes some way toward explaining why relations between the rhino people and everyone else in the galaxy are so poor. (laughs) So basically that was supposed to be the plan, but then as soon as she left the planet, not only were the people who were going to send her off on her adventures suddenly now vaporized, but it's, you know, a galactic incident. So it's just like security lockdown time for you to stay on the nearest space station until somebody can figure out what the fuck is going on. And I'm like, you know what? Good enough. That does it. I did it. So I did some shit today, despite the fact that I spent most of the day helping some random guy move his house. 
Alright, so since this is a sultry, one-on-one, late-night, quiet storm episode, let's listen to Strangers on a Train by Lovage. Lovage is like the best band. It's Dan the Automator and Mike Patton, and off the top of my head, I can't remember the woman vocalist's name, but they only ever did this one album, and it is so fucking good, man. It is the smoothest, coolest, best album it's called Music to Make Love to Your Old Lady By, I'm pretty sure. It's fucking wonderful. So here's Strangers on a Train, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
mind.